Welcome back. I'm Dr. Cara. This is Matt. Hey guys. Uh, we've been discussing what makes a good pet parent, how to get ready for training, how to bring your dog into the practice and assist the vet in terms of handling. And one of the things we discussed and I thought that would be really helpful for you is to decide on the restraint that you use when you're either walking your dog or you're coming into the vet practice. And we have quite a few products that we sell here. And yep. um, it's just people stand there and they go, oh, this looks pretty, I'd like it in pink. Yep. How do they make a decision as to what restraint lead, harness? How do you make the decision? I have this kind of rule that when you're walking your dog, that the, the collar and the leash are more of a safety belt than what they are a steering wheel. And I think what's really important is people need to understand that because a lot of the time people are buying collars and leashes as a training tool when they actually shouldn't really be used as a training tool. My idea behind it is that it's like a safety belt in a car, right? That you have that as a backup because you don't want your dog to cross the road and that you can control them if they make a silly mistake, right? versus what a lot of people use them for is a steering wheel. So to, to get their dogs to move and when they're pulling on leash, etc. So my big thing is you need to be able to, first of all, train your dog about how to be calm and walk on, on leash, which we've talked about in a previous podcast before, which I'm sure we can link up in the comments or, or whatever down below. And so that's the first step that's really important is understanding that a leash is really there as a backup plan, but your dog has to understand how to walk calmly and be calm on a leash, whether you're coming into the vet or going out for a walk. So then let's talk about the discussion. If you've got that in mind, technically all you really need is a flat collar, which is something like that. I do like, you get a couple of these um, that also have like a lock on top, just so that it's, um, it's like extra secure. But a simple flat collar for me is really suitable for just about any dog, and then just a normal leash that gets attached to that. So that's usually my preference, that's what I use with my dogs, that or a harness, which we also have. I think what a lot of, like we've, you know, there's a bit of a myth out there that harnesses teach dogs to pull. And this kind of goes back to my same point of uh, a harness or a collar is a safety belt, it's not a steering wheel. There's, if you really think about it, what's the value of a harness? If you put it on a dog, how, they, how does it actually teach them to pull? Like if you're thinking about it, like logically, <laughs> they just do, right? So you can't, t putting this on doesn't teach them to pull. Your dog already pulls. Right, when your dog is rest restrained, it already pulls, so you have to train them. So regardless of these tools, a flat collar or a harness is really good for me. When you're looking at a harness, you just wanna make sure that it's, it's free under the arms and that if they do pull, that it doesn't cause any damage on the body. So yeah, I'm a big fan of both flat collars and harnesses. Then let's talk about a couple of other tools, especially here in South Africa. There's something that's very popular that I am not a massive fan on. Um, and we could literally only find one, which is maybe a good sign, and that's a, a choke chain, right? And the reason I don't really like a choke chain is because if it can get hooked, there's no way for it to like re release, right? So it becomes very, very dangerous. And the idea behind this is to control your dog by choking them out. I mean, if you think about it, it's really not the, it's really not kind at all. I mean, I know it was used years ago, but when you think about, okay, I wanna get my dog to stop pulling, and the way I'm gonna get my dog to stop pulling is by trying to essentially suffocate them and not give them air. It's really not a, a, a kind tool. So this for me goes in the trash, and it's not something that we look at. Mm -hmm. You will see something else that's called a martingale, um, which is like half a choke chain in a way, but it's also got um, the elements of a flat collar. Well, 
I don't use these personally. I can see a time and space of where they should be used, you, especially like those small dogs, like Italian greyhounds and stuff. They can slip out of these, these flat collars really easily. So having something that if they're trying to back up that kind of tightens, that isn't designed to choke them, but really designed that it doesn't slip off from behind the head. So when you fit this on, a, on your dog and you've got it and you're putting this onto your dog, you don't want this to be at maximum, like at maximum length, right? You want it fitted like this around the dog's neck, right? So that's how it should normally fit, not fit at its, at its full length. Then it's a pretty safe tool to use. So then we've got something that's called like a slip leash, which I use as well. I don't use it so much for training, but when I'm competing in an agility competition or I need to pop this on quickly to walk my dogs into something, I use, I use these guys all the time. What's really important is the, way that you, um, is the way that you put them on. So if you look here, you've got the loop, right? And the, the rope goes down through the loop. So if you're inverted the other way around, which I don't know if we can necessarily do with this, and it's more with a choke chain, but it doesn't release. So you always have to make sure that if the, there's slack given, that it releases. So if you kind of had it, say you had it this way around on your dog and underneath, it won't always release, it kind of gets, it kind of gets stuck in court. So that's, that's the only thing I'd want you to, you know, to really take into consideration. What about, yeah? I'm sorry to interject, what I find a lot of people do is they put these on and then they pull this down. So actually, again, we've got a situation so where they're choking, choking so them. there's no ability to release, to release So yeah. just people need to bear in mind that they must watch the position, position. of the, the I mean, stopper. Technically, automatically, if they pull, it's going to tighten. So mm -hmm. you don't really have to be worried about your dog getting you know, out of this. But yeah, I agree that you need to be careful of, with the stopper. Do you know why the stopper is here? Tell us. Okay, well, great. <laughs> the idea actually behind these stoppers isn't to put them up there to adjust the size of it. It's to make sure that this loop doesn't get loose because otherwise, like if it, if it slips through, then you lose the, you lose the loop. That's, it's really just a functionality thing. It's, it's got nothing to do with the part of the dog training or, or anything. Then let's talk about a, like a leash. So we talked a bit about this is a, a leash that's like all sort of inclusive. You've got the, in a way, a collar and a leash all in one. You can then obviously just get like your normal leash that you just clip on, which I'm also a big fan of. Then you've got these guys, um, which are retractable leashes. I don't entirely hate them and I do see a place for them to be used in training. However, I've seen a lot of things go wrong where these, these dogs go out on a full leash of, you know, I'm not sure how long, the, oh, this is five, five meters. meters. It's not too bad, but you get some of them that are ridiculously long. Then other dogs can get tripped up on it or, um, or also like rope burn on the dogs, on the people. It's, and also what happens, which is, you know, the, with five meters, the dogs can get quite a bit of ground speed, right? And then they run off and they get to the end of the five meters and they end up doing a backflip because they all of a sudden come to a sudden, a sudden stop. Or they pull it out of your hand. Hand, exactly. And you can get hurt, the dog can get hurt. So it's something that's, I don't completely dislike them. And it's something that you could use in training, like when you're in a training field and that you're letting your dog go out and that you're calling them back to you. I can see the value to use it there. But as an everyday tool, it's not my favorite thing to do. But in an actual training environment, I would say yes. Okay, and then this is the last one, which believe it or not, Cara showed to me for the first time today. And I use something similar that's called a head halter. Um, and once again, I only believe that we should be using these sorts of tools 
when your dog understands how to walk calmly on leash. It's unfair to be able to use something like this that has so much control over their head when they don't understand how to walk calmly on leash. So um, this kind of, well, probably better if you describe it, but it's <laughs> so a, I use, yeah, I think I it's fabulous. I use my, my Bull Terrier, yep. and I must say, I, I have to be upfront with you, I use it as a steering wheel yep. because she pulls. And yep. I, you know, especially when she gets very excited. excited. Yep. And this helps her understand that you know, when she pulls, her head, head will turn. It gives you control over the head, And yep. so she actually relaxes with this on. Cool. Um, so the one thing I would warn um, owners who want to try this kind of lead is that sometimes they will, uh -huh. they will move it off their nose, nose and then it becomes a choke. Yeah. Uh, so you will have to replace it and, and they will have to get used mm -hmm. to it. But when they aren't used to it, it's a really, it's a really great training aid um, and pretty inexpensive to try. Totally, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and this fits over their, their nose and this fits over their mm -hmm. neck. So essentially, um, this is obviously behind the head. Again, the stopper, yep. <laughs> now that you've explained what that is. Um, so this is a, a great way of, of managing the amount of pull that they have because they ultimately can't drag you around. So when we, if you have something like this in dog training, what we would call this is when the dog gets to the end of the leash, we call it leash pressure. And that's the pressure that the dog is now putting on themselves because they've got to the end. Now, what, I generally promote with this is that the dog needs to understand what that pressure means and how to get away from it. So what often happens with the dog training and loose leash walking is that people just yank or pull, right? But if the dog understands that, okay, now I've got pressure, which means I'm not doing the behavior correctly, and the pressure is not gonna be released until the behavior is done correctly, they then do the behavior and they get the reward. But they have to have the association and understanding of what the pressure means. So you'll find that people might try something like this. It works fabulously with your dog, it might not work with every single dog because they don't understand what the pressure means. Your dog might already have that sort of understanding of like, okay, you need to come back towards me, that's how it works. But if your dog doesn't understand that, that's when these types of things can sometimes become dangerous because if you've got a very high drive dog, meaning they're like a border collie or something that just wants to go, 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 they'll, let, they'll just let this get tighter and tighter and tighter slip and off. slip it off. Yeah. And like they can even get rope burn and stuff around the nose. So and what I find is often they'll scratch on the floor, even if you're walking on the top, top to try and get it get off. off. So they Exactly, so you have to train to use this if your dog displays those types of behaviors. But yeah, I hope that gives us some information and if you guys um, go to most pet stores and your um, most uh, veterinary clinics stock these types of items um, and chat to your vet about what's gonna be the best suited for you and your dog. Thank you, that's great.